Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. I was reading this article over the weekend and I said, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I have to share this because most of us look at these billionaires and wonder, like I'm talking about billionaires in the tech space. If you don't look at the billionaires of the world, most of them are invested in technology right now. But do you wonder how they're able to amass this amount of wealth what would their lifestyle be like what kind of routines are they on for someone who has read atomic habits i must say most of the things we do are compounding but is it compounding us to where the million is most times when i'm doing things or changing a particular area of my life because atomic habit said it is a compounding effect and i'll be waiting when am i gonna get my billions so i saw this post on how crazy jack lifestyle has been somebody who has been able to build two companies who run at billions of dollars his lifestyle is very interesting guys and aside that we'll be looking at the the twitter what twitter is saying right now because we are checking in with how much twitter is worth because after taking over twitter a lot of things have actually happened since Elon Musk came in and now he has actually employed someone to be the ceo why he sits at the back to oversee things. We're also going to check that. And of course, some things are happening in Africa. All of this I'm going to tell you. Just keep listening. Jack Doss's lifestyle is like, Shake, you want to try me? Try me. The Another person's lifestyle I'd like to actually have a privy information into would be Elon Musk. I just love him. He's like my elder brother. I love that man. Maybe I have a side crush for him. I'm sure my, my guy's going to be jealous, finding out I love a billionaire. Yeah, who doesn't like the money? I'm a Nigerian. We go where the money go. Where the money at? Where the money? Put the money on the table. <laughs> so I was talking about the Jack Dorsey's lifestyle and how he puts himself together to be able to focus on building not one but two billion dollar company so let's take delving to his lifestyle let's see let's see so if you don't wake up at 5 a.m you are losing money already yes i had to drop my mic on that one if you don't wake up at 5 a.m you're losing money already that's the reason why you cannot become a billionaire you're sleeping you're sleeping on the money Actually, Jack wakes up at 5 a.m. and jumps into ice-cold bath to boost his mental confidence. This survey is actually kind of personal, so everything I'm saying is legit about this man. Hmm? He wakes up at 5 a.m. and jumps straight into the bathroom. He doesn't ask for cold water, not even when their weather is like really really cold when it's snowy it's really really cold and they also have a time where the weather is like minus minus like something something degree down down we small rain you will hear weather for two small rain you will hear are you home should i come on netflix and chill with you you are wasting your time that's the reason why you're not a billionaire that's the reason why your tech startup is not moving from that stage stage a that you've been on for so long hmm you jump into the shower and have a cold bath and everything that is doing you will you know what they'll fire up yes so once you jump he jumps into the the cold bath to boost his mental confidence um something about cold bath that i know is um once i'm feeling very tired in the morning and my motivation is kind of low to get to work i don't go for a warm bath i go for a cold one it kind of fires up my system my nervous system gets like a shock so everything start working properly and it kind of gives you warmth after it's cold while having the bath but trust me after the bath you feel warm he also likes to drink 28 ounce of water and a mix of lemon juice water and himalayan salt i know say this oibo is big for some people in nigeria and some other part of africans so there are different type of salts guys there are assorted salts just like you have assorted meats yes so himalayan salt is quite sharp yes but it's not different from your normal salt you can you can use your normal salt if you want to try this kind of lifestyle have squeeze some lemon juice into your water and drink and drink a lot of water there was a time i think it was two months ago i went into into a water diet guys and i kid you know one of the benefits i got was my skin was shining my skin was lush it was fresh 
I'm saying this because I gave myself the compliment and a lot of other people validate, validated the fact that Buki, you, you, you just relax, you're fresh. What's really going on? Is there new something, something in your life? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, I'm just drinking water, minding my business. Speaking of minding my, your business, if you drink a lot of water, you will mind your business because you and your bathroom will become best friends. Yes. Um, and you'll be able to think if you go into the bathroom don't go with your phone just go with yourself so while you're sitting down there taking a leak or standing to take a leak uh you definitely have some ruminating thoughts and that's going to be quite personal for you and yourself and your whatever business that got you there so he also tried well, okay to run the multiple companies he tries segmenting his days which is actually a great way for structuring his week for example, he has like Tuesday set aside to at- attend to some uh, things that he does. Monday to attend to this company. Uh, Wednesday to attend to this set of people in the company. Thursday to attend to maybe another p- part of his company. So he just segments his days for most of us uh, would kind of just jump pack our days together. Oh, I'm going to work. Which side of the work do you want to deal with? You don't even know. You just say, when I get to work, I'll deal with whatever is on the table. No. Um, For leaders, I know people who really lead a company. They schedule their days based on um, maybe today they want to have management meeting. Tomorrow, they want to talk to the workers. Next tomorrow, they want to go into the finance sector to see what their finance is like and what needs to be paid off, what needs to be cleared from the from the books and checking with what's coming in and some other time they just want to see how work is flowing and some other time they want to go back and see what the engineers are doing see what the people who are packaging the products are doing so i know i know i know leaders um because i've worked closely with some they usually do that and if you've done PA work, you definitely know what I mean. So you have to be in the business of doing all these things, knowing what day is for what day. This is how CEOs, this is how they roll. So uh, they have other days where they take a lot of calls and others where he has free time for learning and thinking. Uh, one thing I know about thought leaders and people who are like major leaders in their company, not just by name, named the CEO or founder or something. Like you really want to lead your company to somewhere, someplace and to some amount that you really want to see. You definitely have to have days planned out and having calls is also something you have to schedule. If not, everybody would have access to you and that can be mind-boggling and troubling and kind of disorientating also because when you speak to everybody at the same time, you kind of have like your schedule just jumping left, right and center. You really would not have a good focus. If you want to have a good focus, you should focus on the, the, the people who can call you on Monday. Like me now, on Monday, the only calls I'm allowed to have is money calls. If you are not talking about money, don't call me. My Saturday and Sunday is open calls, guys. If you want to call me and talk about let's party, let's jump this, let's jump that, good. But from Monday to Friday, I'm having office call, money calls, business calls, any calls that just involve shmoney. Call me. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are tired of me today. Guys, so moving on to what Jack. Jack works at a standing desk and has a near-infrared bulb light shining on him. So why he, why he uses this is so uh, he can get his body moving while he's actively working and energized throughout the day. He doesn't want to slack, guys. So he stands. All his energy and muscles and everything has to know that they're in work mode. We're not playing. We're working until after work before we can sit down. Billionaires don't sit down, no. <laughs> okay. Jack goes for a five-mile walk to his office, um, which takes him about one hour, 15 minutes. For those of you that like to jump Uber, that like to jump buses and make sure that they drop you in front of your office, that's why you're not a billionaire. Think about it. This man works one hour, five minutes to his workplace. I think for working, I'm going to give you an example. I think I'm a billionaire. It's just that I don't have the active cash in my account. I don't have it yet. But I practice this 
small small lifestyle when i walk i have that personal time with myself either i'm listening to a podcast either i'm listening to an audiobook or i just take a silent walk um while walking i'm planning my day i'm literally planning my day um i'm going to be like okay when i come to to the office i want to have this type of conversation this is the angle i want my conversation to go to or i just ruminate about something i've read i read books also so i, I ruminate about it like maybe there's they said a particular sentence and it struck a chord inside of me i'm mostly reading self-help book uh books rather i think of things that probably have been happening in my life and just that one sentence i've been able to put structure or light into that dark path of my life so i kind of think about it which helps me to be a better person yes i'm encouraging you to take walks walks are actually good if you're struggling with work and it's getting confusing or you're dealing with a lot of emotional roller coaster take walks it clears your mind leave your phone behind put your phone in the house or Put your phone in your back pocket and put it on silent or do not disturb and take a long walk. So Jack actually goes for a one hour, f- 15 minutes walk and he listens to audiobook and podcast. And he also, he says this walk makes him feel alive. He used to work at Twitter from 9 to 2 p.m. and at Square, which is the second company, until 7 his days are themed Monday, management, Tuesday, product engineering, design, Wednesday, marketing, growth, communication, Thursday, partnership and developers, Friday, company and culture, Saturdays off, Sunday, strategy. So I'm telling you, he schedules every single day for a particular thing. So he doesn't get overwhelmed with running his two companies. Jack only eats one meal per day, Monday through Thursday, between 6 to 9 p.m., from Friday through Sunday evening, he only drinks water. Hmm. <laughs> ah, this part I give up. Me, I like Eba <laughs> and draw soup. I don't know. I can't though. That's the reason why I'm not a billionaire yet in cash, but I'm a billionaire in my mindset. Because why would I eat just one time a day? From Monday to Friday. Then on Friday through sunday evening i only get to drink water ah no wonder he's no fat no wonder this man is so lepashos eh ah i can't i can't i can't i can't so um intermediate fasting uh, what are the benefits of intermediate fasting for so many people who are christians i'm sure by this time you're probably fasting i am fasting that's the reason why i'm saying it because i just want every other christians to be fasting with me we're in this together so intermediate fasting has shown to improve metabolic health increase longevity and have cognitive benefits yeah that's what fasting does most people will just be like are they fast are they pray are they wait may god answer me you don't answer yourself you don't even know the reason why you are fasting you're just joining the crowd and head mentality that oh our pastor said fast for 40 days and 49s and you see a miracle of course miracles happen because your mind is kind of um free of interruptions free of radicals from food that you eat or probably your lifestyle for those of you that used to and drink you know what i mean so you kind of uh free your body system and your mind works faster your metabolism actually works faster for constipation those of you who you're always bloated big stomach you see jack's stomach is is very flat that man is is my speck full speck (laughs) so he, he fast for friday to sunday and he drinks only water i think i can practice that one but you see that eating one times a day it's not me and him i will go down by maybe 200 million just so i will not meet up with the billion but i'm still i'm still a billionaire come on so after dinner he does a seven minutes workout at three times that's making 21 minutes he does seven minutes workout three times and this is actually good and it helps him optimize his overall health yes that's what he said so he also does hydrotherapy routine first he sits in the sauna most of you don't know sauna sauna is a place where you get the heat like just coming into your body directly 
and most of you, if you go for spa dates and everything you should know this you should know this if you take good care of yourself you should know uh sooner but they don't really we don't really do sooner over here in nigeria because the sun alone is our sauna eh the sun alone sauna okay sorry sauna the sun the sun this own that is shining at nine o'clock this morning the sun was so hot so if i now finish having my bath, i now go and sit down in another hotness i beg go i beg i beg i beg i beg and this uh sauna is going to be at 220 degree then after doing that he has to jump into another one with um ice bath for three minutes the ice is going to be at 37 degree then he repeats this three times also and the picture has uh, what the sauna looks like but i'm just going to talk about research on sauna it's actually shows to improve your heart and mental health and help you live longer i mean when you're seated alone with the heat of course your mental health what would you be thinking about ah this thing they born no what's also burning inside my body what's making me feel uncomfortable what am i not comfortable with what do i need to resolve what do i need to sort out you 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 think clara i'm not encouraging that you go and sit on that song because you want to have good mental health too if you have a space in your house you can create a sauna call people to put in heaters that the temperature can get really high which is really good some of you your bathroom the only thing inside there is just shower and your toilet seat so i don't know i don't know how to help you this is the reason why you're not a billionaire i feel like i'm throwing shots at people even myself as an african person or man or woman i'm just thinking of the the routine the lifestyle that jack is practicing this is just a sneak peek into his life this is not his entire life that we have on the table discussing this beautiful afternoon it's just part of his lifestyle that uh, we have knowledge of another thing i forgot to mention is how he went into 10 days meditation where he didn't talk to nobody it was just quiet a silent meditation and aside the 10 days what he usually do is every day he goes two hours into his meditation two straight hours meditating see as someone who meditates i've been down for for some weeks now more than a month i struggle with five minutes before i think i got to a point i was doing like 10 15 minutes but right now i'm telling you i struggle with a five minutes meditation because the woo -woo 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 in my head is so loud so sitting down to do a two hours meditation is really long and the kind of lifestyle he practices in case you don't know this man built twitter and he also has quest also running is actively on twitter He's actively jumping from one tech meeting to another and all of that great stuff. He's a billionaire. He's not the top 10. He's not among the top 10 billionaires in the world, but he runs some billion dollar businesses. That's his lifestyle. You, on the other hand, would be like, why is this information? Why, what, why is it related to me? No, I'm just telling you, you have to build a lifestyle that enables you to get to the financial status you want for yourself or for the status you want for your career and of course we had a career coach earlier on on the show uh, we're going to put on the conversation on our website so in case you didn't meet up with the conversation it's going to be up on www.africatechradio.com check cruise control and of course you can get the episode on how to network and navigate your tech career it was quite insightful guys so in case you cannot practice what jack Dossey is able to do because ah, well, it's tough. It works for him, might not work for me. I can't. I'm not going to push myself to that extent. But it's good to push myself to see if I can try it. I think I'll try a two-day retreat where I don't talk to nobody. I feel like I usually do this. But I'm just definitely going to try it. No social media. No technology. No people. No person. Just me and my thoughts. Two days. 48 hours. I'm going to try it. Yeah. So moving on to what's popping and what's happening. Do you know that WhatsApp is actually giving you the opportunity to share your screen with other people and some other new tools they're building? So what's this WhatsApp screen sharing feature about? Uh, it's going to give you the ability to share your screen 
uh, if you're on a phone call like the whatsapp call right now you can share your screen with people on the call with you remember they've increased the number of people that can actually be on the phone call which i think is actually impressive and also increased the number of people who is going to be allowed in a whatsapp group which is also very very impressive so for people who run whatsapp businesses you now can actually have as much of your clientele or your customer be on a group chat and Everybody gets to know what you're offering or selling or what's up and what's new in your business feature. So WhatsApp is actually giving us opportunity to share screen. For those of you who usually do meetings and all of that stuff on WhatsApp, you can actually now share screen of what you want them to see. And screenshot also show that the function records uh, the part where the, the call is being shared, meaning that users can confirm and start sharing information of their screen on video calls um there's more whatsapp is also adding a feature called usernames which could soon change how we talk to each other on whatsapp users can find each other using their usernames instead of just phone numbers uh, let me tell you on one thing about this whatsapp feature so for the longest time, for some months now, you guys know about the WhatsApp status feature that allows for voice notes. Usually people just put up pictures or videos. Now you can put up voice notes. I used to see it, but because I didn't update my WhatsApp, I didn't want to. I was tired of updating applications on my phones and considering that I'm running on low storage space. So I decided I'm not going to update any of the social apps I have on my phone. I'm just going to leave them except it's quite important to me then i will update they kept sending me notification notification then they said 14 days the whatsapp i'm using is going to expire i did not answer them i bookie i don't get on that time then they told me seven days i'm like ah these people are serious so and i started noticing my whatsapp would be um hanging or it would just shut down and I don't want to lose some important files because there's some information that I usually retreat back to. So I'm like, are you guys serious? You really want to expire my WhatsApp or you're just, um, you know, just testing to see if I will. I mean, uh, where is my rights here? It's my choice to not want the new features, right? But they told me, no, it's not your choice. We'll expire everything. Then my, my WhatsApp crashed like two times and I said, ah. It's like being in Nigeria sometimes. It's not it though. Let me just update. Then I updated and I saw this new feature. And I'm like, let me just go crazy with the new feature. And I started up uploading voice notes. I started talking, 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 talking. You know, normally I talk for a living. And people on my WhatsApp were tired of me. And I said, if you're tired, go and question um, Mark, right? Yeah, now Mark Zuckerberg, go and question him. And uh, of course, I've been enjoying that new feature. That's the bottom line of the story. So new features are on now. You can get username. Oh, I'm going to be bookalicious. Bookie with the sauce. The books. I don't know. What, what would your username be if you are to change your name? I know usually there are people on my contact list who are using some usernames already. But rather than just looking for people with their phone numbers, you can actually now start looking for people on your WhatsApp contact list with their usernames, which I think is actually amazing because that's the same thing you do on Instagram. That's the same thing you do on Facebook. That's the same thing you do on Twitter. I think on YouTube also. So it's kind of great that we can start looking for people with their usernames another thing is users will soon be able to use a cool status archive feature that lets businesses save their status updates for 24 hours and then share them again later so i think they're just utilizing the same features they use for instagram and using it on whatsapp because instagram now they remind you that you've actually had some good memories from your whatsapp uh, no no whatsapp instagram story and they would tell you do you want to remix this do you want to re-upload it so i think it's actually cool because sometimes i post my whatsapp uh, status and i really want to post it again so i, I really like this feature i think i do 
Um, this new feature would actually be of benefit to both personnel and businesses. So let's let's keep our finger crossed with what update is coming next from Facebook. Meanwhile, what's happening in Ghana? Ghana, 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 my brothers in Ghana. Chale, Chale, what's up now? Kilon Shele, Kilon Shele, gong gong. Uh, so remember last week I went through the series of conversation on cybersecurity, and right now, since cyber attacks are getting worse and worse, it's getting worse. Ah, the pressure from cyber attackers is getting worse, and of course, more African countries are looking for ways to protect their online hackers and scammers. Uh, Ghana has decided to take the the leap into protecting their financial institution from the dangers of financial hackers or security hackers, cyber hackers. Yes, the Bank of Ghana has announced the launch of the Financial Industry Command Security Operations Center, a project that aims to create a safe cyber environment to the country's financial sector. The Bank of Ghana started this project in 2019 and uh, they plan on regulating financial institutions and, of course, to protect them from threats of the information they withhold and improve industry-wide situational awareness and make it easier. They make it easier to respond to incidents. And before the project started, there's the Financial Industry Command Se- Security Operations uh, Center project. The Bank of Ghana had passed the Cyber and Information Security Directive which required banks and other controlled financial institutions to implement information security management system controls. The other was implemented in 2018 over 36 months and the Bank of Ghana monitored and supervised it well to ensure the digital financial industry was safer. So Ghana's financial sector wants to reduce their cyber risk, protect operating resilience, and promote a safe digital environment for financial services by setting up the Financial Industry uh, Command Security Operations Center. That's what and they are working on improving their cyber security measures. I feel like not just for banks, everywhere, everybody should. Um, especially in Nigeria, we've had some of our big financial institutions, especially not the traditional ones, the new ones, the, the new school financial institution getting hacks and losing a huge amount of money, huge and um, talking about running in millions, hundreds of millions. And um, also some some digital assets are being lost to cyber attackers. So I feel like cyber security should be a main bone of contention. I think I should get a cyber security expert on the show. Yeah, finger crossed. I'll definitely look out for um, an expert and bring them on the show. And we can talk about why it's important for us to safeguard our data. Because we think it's just the financial institute. Even you yourself, you need um, to be high alert on cybersecurity on your phones, on your digital properties, on your digital assets, on your data, your information. You need uh, to protect them. So when I bring uh, the experts, we'll talk more on that. Meanwhile, what's really happening in Togo? All the way to Togo. I'm talking about my brothers. You see, today I get on a time. So in Togo, uh, they're bringing in Ethos and Indemia to build national digital ID program. The government of Togo has hired Ethos and Indemia uh, to create a Mossi-based national digital ID program for its citizens. I feel like they're just catching on. Come on, guys. Togo. The new IDs are expected to include finger, face, and iris scan. Uh, financial details were also not disclosed, nor was a deadline. And the biometric-based foundational digital ID project is getting funding, at least in part of the World Bank-supported West African Unique Identification WURI Regional Integration Program. Um, I talked about last week how the National Identification program which is running um, encouraging people to go vote because they had a mark to meet women are supposed to be more than men but looking at the survey the data shows that men most men have registered it's just women women being women uh, they are yet to meet up with the numbers that the world bank requested because women are among the vulnerables yeah we are sorry we are me i am more please take care of me 
World Bank. I need money. <laughs> I can't work so hard. I want to be taken care of and pampered. So women are supposed to have a higher number and children also. So Nigeria can get the funding that would help support us being taken care of. Yeah. So go outside and register. Uh, but in Togo... So the Togolese Agency for Identification began uh, working with MOSIB to develop its national ID system in line with the WURI initiative towards the end of 2021. And they invited Athos and Indemia, who will be responsible for the project from planning to operating the digital ID card, which is good. I wish them all the best. Um, hopefully the process go as smooth as possible. Uh, but it's interesting to take note that Togo Identity um, Agency, which is project lead, is putting an emphasis on building a program in such a way that knowledge about it is deep at local levels. And the agency says that buy-in will help provide long-term sustainability. Yeah, let's say education for the locals, because some people don't even know why they need to register. Some people are just going with the flow. I remember Nigerians, when we were asked to go put down our information in the database a lot of people were reluctant i personally i was reluctant because i got it two years after my family had actually registered and when i was struggling everybody was telling me yeah it's your fault we told you you were supposed to register then it was easy to go in and register now i had to sit a long queue some days i'll come back i'll be exhausted i'll say i'm 175 today and i didn't get it done because i was exhausted and i left or sometimes the officials will tell you it's past our close time and we need to go home you guys should go and return tomorrow would we'll continue from where we stopped then when you come back the next day there's another new number and i'm probably going to be 200 and something so um it's okay to educate the locals and let them know how important this exercise is not just for the country but for them because an advantage for them to have all their data in one place i'm sure this new move is actually going to help them on a whole lot of levels it's going to connect with their passports for those people who will be traveling and it's also going to be connected to their banks for those people who will be running financial services uh businesses and all of that great stuff yeah what other story what other story i've got a lot of great stories for you guys <laughs> I may talk talk for a living, no. So let's talk about health tech because since last week I've been hammering on this one also. So looking at what's happening in Africa, I talked about how artificial intelligence is actually going to be introduced in African hospitals. Hospitals, they've been doing some research and seeing how artificial intelligence could help in the surgery room, operation rooms. And uh, it's great to find out that artificial intelligence could help us, even though last week the G7 leaders had to sit down to discuss about the ethics of artificial intelligence and put some ethical laws uh, around it. So people who are creating this artificial intelligence software because they create and go and artificial intelligence creates on their own so it's not just about creating it it's about how the operation is going to run and putting a limit to what they can do because humans are scared that this is going to go out of hand so right now that's still in place they're doing their meetings they're going to let us know uh, when you look at africa you see that Health is actually something that is not so buoyant. Yes, I'm going to use the word buoyant because a lot of people complain about their health facilities around them. It's not good enough. It's not close. It cannot um, help them or give them a guarantee to show health. Meaning that there is either low numbers of workers, like doctors are unavailable, the health workers are like very scanty, very, very few in numbers. And also the facilities are probably not working. But right now, Nigeria, which has the most people in Africa, needs 363,000 doctors to cover everyone's health care. That's what the survey is saying. But there are only 24,000 registered doctors in Nigeria. Meanwhile, we need 363,000 doctors that means we are we have shortage of i'm doing my math in my head guys uh we have shortage of 
349,000. I'm good at maths, guys. No, 339,000 doctors yet to register. But thank God the the teaching hospitals have uh, amazing, amazing talent coming through. So we're still encouraging them to not drop out of their study or take the jackpot option. Please, uh, I encourage you, if you're listening to this, encourage those people you know are working in the health sector. Let them register and, of course, put themselves um, out there so they can help people in nigeria and across the african continent so while looking at this survey um digitizing healthcare has become one thing in nigeria i speak for nigerian right now it's been going on for so long but it, it became really prevalent around almost five years past because post covid everything just went digital they've been digitizing healthcare since like 1960s all over the world but we're just catching on and utilizing these tools proper proper but aside that people are complaining that it's kind of expensive but it's kind of straightforward but it can only be used to schedule and build patient but that was what they were using it for in the past and then electronic health record software has actually become much more complex meaning it's not just for the login the patient details take payments options and the likes of it now you have a patient's history you have uh, their diagnosis you have uh, their medications you have a whole lot of stuff and you're trying to bring doctors close to um the patient so it's a whole lot of things having to do with geographical setup um and a whole lot of things going on although there are greater benefits to doing this the african health care system is actually improving but how can we improve it more using the artificial intelligence so uh there was an article from intro health intron health and they're, they're talking about using automatic speech recognition technology to record doctors' notes as they talk. But speech-to-text software wasn't in their first product. So they're trying to see a way they can uh, get the doctor's voice. So some people, don't, they don't want them to feel like, oh, I'm just speaking to a robot. So you have the, the doctor's voice explaining things to you taking in your your complaints and of course checking your diagnosis and of course working through the process to you but all of this is automated i think it's amazing what do you think i think it's amazing it's amazing guys so um this is going to be happening a lot of people are looking at the aspect of artificial intelligence uh to solve some problems and of course artificial intelligence could just easily take your diagnosis and bring up the the solution or what's really wrong with the patient and help with what drugs or what next step to take to get them to a better health i think this is this is actually really great this is really great because when doctor in africa uh see too many patients they they kind of complain that they're either tired or that they can't type fast that's for those utilizing the the electronic way or the digital way for seeing their patient that they can't type fast enough for digital medical record systems to be worth it and uh, keyboard to microphones also struggle with that and this idea that you can get the the speech to text software also uh pronunciation issues because africans our accent sometimes eh even on the show you know i struggle you know i struggle i don't claim to be a perfect english speaking person i'm a yoruba girl confirm one so i do all of that um pronunciation thing i struggle sometimes uh, but we keep the show going so with doctors doctors also have that i remember when people used to complain about the way doctors they write ah their writing used to give me headaches but I kind of got used to it because I was a frequent hospital goer back then. But right now, I just speak to my doctor on the phone and we go through everything on the system. I log in my information and I get a response in a few minutes. I don't have to take the long walks to hospital. I don't have to go perceive medicine everywhere, smelling medicine. Oh, the day I was traumatized was the day I saw a lady coming into the hospital. She was pregnant and she had a premature delivery. Almost 
out of the reception and it was ah! yeah so i don't have to experience all of those things those are for the doctors to experience please uh, yes thank you so much and um Introducing artificial intelligence right now is also going to facilitate digital transformation in the health sector. I'm telling you guys, you heard it here. When artificial intelligence start changing how we talk to our doctors, how we see our doctors, you will say you heard it here first from Africa Tech Radio. And also taking news in the financial sector, African Development Bank to extend $950,000 in gender-based grants to boost women-led businesses. Uh, So the African Development Bank Gender Equality Trust Fund is going to be providing $950,000 grants to the Africa Small and Medium Enterprise Businesses Linkage Program in Burkina Faso, Chad, Mali, Mauritania, and Niger. The grant is actually going to supplement for an earlier $3.9 million financing grant from the Bank Transition Support Facility and is expected to bolster 1,400 women-led enterprises and contribute to the region's economic resilience and social coercion. So this has been going. The Gender Equality Trust Fund has been on for some time. It's just going to help with scaling of the bank's affirmative finance action for women in Africa. So AFAWA program is what it's called. This program aims to close the $42 billion gender financing gap for women-led African enterprises by promoting gender transformative lending and non-lending operation. If you are in the tech space and you know about how founders seek for fund, most people who get the fund are male. Majority are male. And it's kind of not so empowering on the female because most times they will want to do it. So, so, so many females are startup founders, but they would rather go with being a co-founder and let a male lead the, the startup just so they can actually get the fund. But with FAWA, it's going to help women become the leaders who they are supposed to be by giving them opportunity to get lend or borrow this money and make the money available also for them to be able to run their company or their startup and they this program has been running for quite some time now and they hope to reach thousands of women entrepreneurs across the region the african region which i mentioned the sahel region basically and the bank's director for gender women and civil society said we believe one key to building resilient african societies is the inclusion of women in economic development the program's wide range of business related training and coaching in addition to increasing access to finance will go a long way towards reaching that goal that's what she said this is encouraging women entrepreneurs in the sahel region who are facing significant barriers to accessing finance markets and business development services so the africa small and medium enterprise business linkage program will provide women entrepreneurs with with the tools and resources they need to overcome this barrier and grow their business. Like I said, this is actually a good move because I want women to be empowered, women to be leaders with their bold chest, lead a company and lead a billion dollars companies. That's what I want to see. I want to have people on this show who are like billion dollars builders and they are females. You know how empowering it is to speak to a very powerful woman. Just sitting down across a very powerful woman kind of is my motivation. I like it. Because it shows me that whatever I'm doing, I should go higher and I should not limit myself based on my gender. So these grants being uh, an opportunity to empower women, both people who have small and medium enterprises or businesses that they run, uh, is actually a good way. I like it. I like it. A massive. I want to clap for them. Yes, to the African Bank Development. Thank you. Thank you for making this money. Thank you so much. I talked about how Rwanda is making available one laptop to one teacher. 
this is a target that they've been making for quite some time now. So the Rwanda Basic Education Board has set aside a 2025 goal as the deadline for its ambitious effort to provide every teacher with a laptop. The development coincides with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal 4, which strives to ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and promote lifelong learning opportunity for all. So they are going to be taking it upon themselves to provide one laptop to one teacher, which is their target, and they hope to achieve a ratio of one laptop to one teacher, basically, before 2025. So out they've embarked on the journey to digitize their textbook and also for vital teachers to have this laptop as a tool to effectively engage and interact with the digital environment, both inside and outside the classroom. Also, EdTech is something that is slowly growing. It's not as rapid as the fintech sector. And uh, the, we're looking at ways to utilize artificial intelligence in making education more I was uh, a learnable environment for students where students can have a personalized training or learning experience. We have artificial intelligence, which is actually shaping the way teachers teach these days. So it's important for teachers to have laptops. From having laptops, they get internet. And of course, they improve on their teaching experience also. Because not just the students, the way your teacher teach actually matters a whole lot in the way you're going to assimilate and the way you're going to project what is being taught to you so among many objectives of the rwanda's vision 2022 project was the dream of shifting from agirandas um, cultural subsistence economy to a knowledge-based one meaning they are moving from their cultural economy to a knowledge-based economy and of course the ic sector is a key component in the knowledge-driven economy so it's okay and very appropriate for one teacher to go home with one laptop this is an investment if you ask me for the vision of rwanda their vision project this is actually a very very good one Education right now is is massive, or not just is beyond classroom. It's not just what your teacher teaches or write on the board or what you put in your notebook. The internet is available to all. It, it students can actually know more than the teacher by based on investment in what they check online, what they do with their free time online. And the internet is a way to connect. They can connect with people all over the world and get trainings. And they become so smart and leave the teacher behind. But mm -mm, it's not like that in Rwanda. Teachers are not going to be left behind. They are going to be provided with the ICT approach to teaching. And also have laptops to work with. I think this is actually good. It's going to increase their digital learnings and, of course, um, tackle concerns when it comes to stable broadband connectivity. The government is going to look into that one so that there is uh, internet penetration for the country, which is going to help the teacher who gets the laptop to become smarter in using the tool. Because if you give them laptop and there's no internet, it's just it's the same with notebook. Just take notes off the laptop and go back there. There's little to what you can do without internet on a laptop. So the government is actually going to provide a solid network infrastructure, which is also going to help them achieve this. And also they clarified the concerns alongside a call from teachers over a low number of available laptops. So they said they're making efforts to increase internet coverage and of course widen access to this laptop and increase the number of laptops that is going to be available education is a child's right and they should get it to the extreme i mean look at the world right now we're trying to catch up on things that people have learned i remember when i was growing up i was in secondary school when motorola had this really flat phone it was in black and white it's called the charcoal phone um, the phone is black and it types in just black and white and for me to learn that that was actually chinese children in secondary school just my mate they created a phone that nigerians were raving about buying the phone and they were excited about what's kind of like what's really happening with my educational system i was concerned i don't know about other people back then i was concerned but 
here we are now we have phones who, who are actually very smarter than us we're handling phones that are like 100 times if not a thousand times smarter than we are human beings we just need to operate it but when you operate the phone you see that there are so many things your phones can do for you so education like i said is a child's right especially in africa give them a good education and watch them blossom into some amazing talent i mean back then they'll be shouting you are pressing phone too much you are staying too long on the laptop or no not laptop it was a computer the pc you're staying you're spending too long on the the computer not knowing that children are going to look for what they need and because of the curiosity of their mind and how fresh their minds are they're not bombarded with bills they don't have things lined up that are running on time oh um i have a target time to meet they have free time to spare so they can go as deep and far as seeking knowledge only if they get good guidance then they will get good knowledge so please let's empower the teachers while we're making education free for for students while we're improving the education sector we should also improve our teachers encourage them for those of you who have children in schools whenever you go to school to pick up your kids interact with the teachers get to know the teachers encourage the teachers whichever way you know how to Encourage them so your children can get the best out of the school fees you're paying. I do this Monday to Friday at noon. And of course, I bring amazing people who are change drivers in the tech sector, thought leaders, who are innovators, who are doing one thing or another to make sure that we are running a technological system and we're advancing one technology at a time guys one technology don't consume everything i know so we get to talk about techie techie stuff over here and that's what we do and i enjoy doing this i must say i enjoy it so thank you so much for sharing your time with me and allowing me to just rumble 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 in your ear i hope to do this tomorrow so join me tomorrow same time same url www.africatechradio.com and of course you can check the the website we've got amazing lineup of content episodes and you can catch up with some shows that have happened in the past yes you can catch the past in the present we give you that opportunity by putting up the shows on the website page and of course you can check our social media pages for updates on what's new what's going on and what's current we are at the forefront with you guys so check africa tech radio on facebook and twitter and a tech radio on instagram thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com